the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ukrainian forces strike another Russian ammunition depot. And that means imposing real costs and creating the perception in his head that the costs will exceed the benefits. A California bill creates a safe haven for minors seeking gender-affirming health care. Parents in the state of California have lost custody of their children merely by calling their child by their legal name. Starbucks to shut down 16 stores due to spikes in crime and drug use. Starbucks plans to transfer affected employees to other locations. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, July 13th. I'm Mike Scott. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says Russia refuses to admit defeat in Ukraine and warns Russian forces are not safe. Zelensky also mocked the Russian military's apparent reliance on aging weapons and Soviet-era tactics and insisted the unity of his country's citizenry combined with the strength of Ukraine's armed forces means the outcome of the war is certain. This comes as Ukrainian forces strike another Russian ammunition depot. Ukraine has been using U.S.-donated multiple-launch rocket systems as well as other Western weaponry to target Russian ammunition depots inside Moscow-controlled territory over the past few weeks. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo joined the Hugh Hewitt Show to discuss the attack on Russian ammunition depots and how the West needs to maintain a resolve in dealing with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Pompeo says that Western leaders need to continue to support Ukraine. Uh, frankly, one of the failures of European leadership over the last decade has been to get sucked into this green idea that said you can rely on Russian energy as your transition, and it put them all in a really, really tough place. Good news, United Kingdom least amongst them. They're not in as bad a place as France and Germany. Uh, the next UK leader, leader needs to understand that doesn't surprise me they're all running. I'm glad to see they're running on tax cuts since Boris had passed the windfall profits tax. It was a fundamentally unconservative idea. As for Ukraine, uh, they are going to have to continue what Boris spoke about but didn't deliver on in the way that he needed to. In the same way President Biden has spoke about it but hasn't delivered, we need to support the Ukrainian effort to protect their sovereignty, to push back and actually uh, push Putin in a place that forces him to get out of this thing on terms that are good for the Ukrainian people and bad for Vladimir Putin. Pompeo weighs in on the reports that Russia has lost 25,000 soldiers in the battle since the beginning of the war. Sadly, politically, I think he can. Query whether the military will be able to continue to deliver fresh uh, people to the front lines in a way that will actually continue to push the fight. Uh, But this really gets to the core point. I've seen that number, 25,000 killed in action. I've seen casualty numbers, which includes wounded, that are triple that. Uh, obviously a closely kept secret, but it's big numbers. 
query query whether the West will continue to have the resolve to inflict those kinds of costs on the Russian military that will ultimately lead to Vladimir Putin turning tail. The former Secretary of State goes on to say that the only way to really end the war in Ukraine is deterrence. I hear talk from some former American leaders and current American leaders that say, We have to have an off-ramp for this. The only way to deliver that outcome, the only way to get to what everybody wants, we want this conflict to end. The only way to get to that conflict to end, to actually be done, not for tomorrow and next week, not a stand-down, not a temporary ceasefire. The only way to get Vladimir Putin to fundamentally give up his quest is deterrence, and that means imposing real costs and creating the perception in his head that the costs will exceed the benefits. We're not remotely close to that, and the loss of 25,000 Russian military lives is not sufficient to convince Vladimir Putin that this endeavor doesn't continue to be worthy. Pompeo insists the West needs to flood Ukraine with sophisticated weaponry so that they can push Russia out of their borders. We should quadruple down into that. And can I add uh, unarmed aerial vehicles with precision-guided capabilities to provide the intelligence for precision targeting that is just as was described. We should be flooding the zone with that. Not just us, the Euro- Europeans have these capabilities as well. Uh, we should be making sure that the Ukrainians have the capacity to use this precision targeting and precision intelligence in ways that will actually go after the strategic targets that you're describing. Pompeo goes on to explain that the conflict is far from over and the West needs to do whatever we can to deter Putin's ambitions for wider Europe. The Ukrainians haven't asked for a single American soldier. They've just asked for the tools to wage war against an aggressor. We should have provided them months ago. Uh, We should provide them now, and not just three or four or five, uh, but the dozens that they need to actually deliver something that feels like defeat for Vladimir Putin, which will cause him to fundamentally change the way he thinks about aggression in Europe. Uh, This isn't isn't over, Hugh. The, The American people... And people around the world sometimes think, gosh, it's just not on CNN every hour. Vladimir Putin's intentions have not yet changed. And the world's requirement is to make sure that we provide Ukraine the tools they need to change Vladimir Putin's perception of risk. The head of the Texas State Police met again with a committee investigating the Uvalde Elementary School shooting as anger boiled over over why officers waited so long to confront the gunman It mounts as families of the 21 people killed inside a fourth-grade classroom get a look at new video. Nearly seven weeks after the deadliest school shooting in Texas history, a full account of the slow police response at Robb Elementary School remains somewhat incomplete, and authorities at all levels have not released requests for public records, including all 911 recordings and body camera footage. Hundreds of people, including relatives of some of the 19 killed, gathered and marched in Uvalde under searing 100-degree heat over the weekend in a renewed push for answers. State police and an investigative committee formed by the Texas House say they want to release a 77-minute surveillance video of the hallway where police armed with rifles and bulletproof shields gathered during the shooting but waited more than an hour before breaching the classroom. But state police insist they cannot because they do not have authorization from the district attorney in Uvalde County. However, a highly edited version of that tape has been released by an Austin newspaper. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he favors release of that video from inside the school 
during the shooting. The public has a right to know. The people of Uvalde have a need to know exactly what happened. In addition to that, there are audio recordings as well as other information. Abbott also says there should be public access to the video from inside the school in Uvalde. One thing that must be done is the release of that more than 70-minute video of exactly what happened in the school on that day with only one thing eliminated, uh, and that is any images uh, of those who are victims. U.S. lawmakers accused then-President Donald Trump on Tuesday of inciting a mob of followers to attack the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, in a bid to remain in power as Congress was formally certifying his election loss. The Democrat-led House of Representatives Select Committee's seventh hearing in five weeks focused on the attack by extremists on that day, including Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. Trump White House counsel Pat Cipollone says he kept asking Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and others at a contentious White House meeting to show some proof of election fraud. You're asking one simple question as a, as a general matter. Where is the evidence? Cipollone says he tried to intervene in a meeting President Trump was having with his attorneys about a draft executive order to seize states' voting machines. To have the federal government seize voting machines, that's a terrible idea for the country. That's not how we do things in the United States. There's no legal authority to do that. And there is a way to contest elections you know, that, that happens all the time. But the idea that the federal government could come in and seize election machines, you know, that, that's, I, don't, I don't understand why we even have to tell you why that's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. Mark Levin, host of Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox News, says the hearings are cherry-picking information. This committee leaks It cherry-picks information, it conceals exculpatory information, it conceals any information or witnesses uh, that and who challenge their narrative, it manipulates evidence, and the entire public hearing process is a choreographed Stalinist show trial. They read from monitors, they show video, they have graphics, all in procession. The committee is investigating the Republican National Committee, scores of private nonprofit organizations, Republican state officials, election attorneys, conservative media figures and organizations. Wow, that seems a little bit out of their jurisdiction. The committee has secretly obtained emails, text messages and phone records, often without the knowledge of citizens. So the citizens can't go to court and challenge them. Levin also says the committee is not allowing public to hear testimony that would exonerate Donald Trump. Meanwhile, there hasn't been one syllable of testimony in front of the public regarding testimony this committee has received in secret by a number of witnesses that it was Donald Trump who authored a document authorizing up to 20,000 armed military National Guardsmen to protect the Capitol building. He issued that authorization. Two days before January 6th, it was turned down by Nancy Pelosi. and It was turned down by the mayor of Washington, D.C. Does that sort of undermine the whole notion that he was in charge of some insurrection? I also learned 
as I interviewed Kash Patel, the former chief of staff over at DOD on my radio show, that Trump also authorized after the election in November the Department of Defense to prepare transition to a Biden administration. You can challenge the election while at the same time allowing the government to go forward with a likely or possible transition, which is exactly what Donald Trump was doing. A new Rasmussen poll shows the public is concerned about immigration under President Joe Biden. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett takes a look at the new polling numbers. The Rasmussen Report's immigration index for the week of July 4th through the 7th decreased to 88.7, down more than three points from 90.8 two weeks earlier. The immigration index has been under the baseline in every survey since Election Day last year, and reached a record low of 82.3 in late March 2021. The index is now almost 14 points below where it was in late October 2020, indicating voters are looking for tighter immigration control from President Biden's administration. A committee in the California legislature passed a bill last month that would establish the state as a safe haven for minors seeking transgender procedures, including sterilizing puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and mastectomies. The bill, authored by Democrat Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco, allows insurance companies, physicians, and contractors to disregard subpoenas pertaining to child custody and other court measures from other states if the child is being medically treated for gender dysphoria. The bill grants California courts temporary emergency jurisdiction for multiple reasons, including abandonment and protection of a child, or if a child has been unable to obtain gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care. Erin Friday, a California mother and longtime Democrat, spoke out against passage of the bill. Hi, my name's Erin Friday. I'm a Democrat, and I voted for same-sex marriage. I'm one of the leads of our duty and parents of ROGD kids. There are thousands of parents in our group. We are cheering on the states that are stopping gender medicine on children. Parents in the state of California have lost custody of their children merely by calling their child by their legal name. SB 107 must not pass. Custody is one of the hardest fought aspects of a divorce, and California cannot just wipe away an out-of-state agreement addressing which parent controls the medical health of a child. Scott Weiner, a man without children, is pushing gender-affirmative medicine laws for minors, while other countries are moving away from the affirmation model. Ms. Friday says that parents now know that in some cases, transgenderism is a result of peer pressure. Look to Sweden, Finland, Norway, the UK and France. You need to be 100% confident that sterilizing children is truly life-saving. The number of kids going to gender clinics is skyrocketing. In the UK... It is a 5,000% uptick for girls, as seen in the graph. It's the same here. We parents know it's a social contagion as we watch clusters of friend groups come out as trans. It's not organic. If trans medicine prevents suicide, 
why then, as trans medicine gets more prevalent, are more girls committing suicide? Ms. Friday went on to say that gender medicine adversely impacts the health of children. Why are they suffering from severe depression, engaging in self-harm? This gene twinge graph of suicide and self-harm matches the trans medicine trajectory. Laura Edwards-Leeper, who brought pediatric gender care to the United States, says, and I quote, there are no studies that say that, it, that if we don't start these kids immediately on hormones, when they say that they want them, that they are going to commit suicide. The long-term effects of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones is largely unknown. What is known is that bone density and brain development is adversely affected. A California doctor, Meg Autry, is proposing a floating abortion clinic in the Gulf of Mexico as a way to maintain access for people in some southern states where abortion bans have been triggered. The idea is to provide a clinic on board a ship in federal waters and out of reach of state laws that would offer first trimester surgical abortions, contraception, and other care. The OBGYN says the Gulf Coast is close to people who live in parts of Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas, all of which has some form of an abortion ban. This is closer and faster access for some people, and particularly poor working people that live in the southernmost part of these states. Autry says the wealthy can get time off from work and have money to travel to states where abortions are not banned, but the poor, she believes, cannot do that. People that are affected are poor, people of color, marginalized populations, and this is an attempt to help those people. Meantime, a federal judge in Phoenix blocked a 2021 state personhood law that gives all legal rights to unborn children. The U.S. District Judge Douglas Reyes saying in his written ruling that the groups that sued to block the law are right, that abortion providers may be criminalized under that law, and it would be anyone's guess as to what criminal laws abortion providers would be breaking. Carol Platt-Lebow is president of the Yankee Institute for Public Policy and says that since the overturning of Roe v. Wayne, the left, in her opinion, has descended into hysteria. The Dobbs decision reversing Roe versus Wade has been met with hysteria by the left. We're a long way from the days when even the left viewed abortion as a necessary evil that remains safe, legal, and rare. Most misleading is the claim that the Supreme Court has outlawed abortion. It has not. In fact, compared to the Roe decision, the Dobbs holding is quite moderate. The Roberts Court could have been as radical with Dobbs as the Berger Court was with Roe. It could have simply held that every pregnant woman is carrying a baby and then declared abortion unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. Instead, the court upheld its proper role in our constitutional structure, interpreting the law, not making it. Each state's voters will be able to decide for themselves, as free people should. Bank of America analysts say the country may need to experience a deep recession to drag the country out of inflation. The bank strategist said market pricing suggests inflation will fall to or below the Fed's 2% target within the next two years. 
but that a major economic downturn is needed in order for that to happen. The analyst added that inflation expectations, which hit another 11-year high on Monday, according to a New York Federal Reserve study, could take some time to moderate. Mark Grant, chief market strategist at Collier's Securities, joined Fox Business and says that, in his opinion, inflation has yet to peak in the United States. No, I don't think so at all. As a matter of fact, you have two big numbers coming, the CPI index and the PPI index right after that. They're currently at an average of 9.7%, and I think it's very likely the average is going to be above 10%. So I think that uh, both numbers are going to be higher than they were last month. And what does that do to the market? Nothing good. As you said earlier, swimming in a sea of red ink. This comes before the release of new consumer price index data, which some experts believe will show that inflation surged 8.8% in June on an annual basis, another 41-year high. It is yet another manifestation of the crime wave that has washed over so many major American cities. Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz sent a letter to employees explaining the company would be closing several stores in key locations. Sixteen stores will close due to the number of incidents reported by workers related to drug use and other disruptions in cafes. Daybreak Insider's Rich Thomason has an inside look at this story. Surging lawlessness, including drug use, prompting coffee giant Starbucks to close 16 stores around the country by month's end. Six locations in Seattle, six in Los Angeles, two in Portland, Oregon, and one each in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., are being permanently shuttered. The Wall Street Journal reports Starbucks plans to transfer affected employees to other locations once the stores close. Rich Thomason reporting. A new conundrum erupted now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. A pregnant woman who was pulled over in the HOV lane says her baby should count as a second person. Daybreak Insider's Keith Peter has more on what's driving this story. When an officer pulled Brandy Batone over for driving by herself in a high-occupancy vehicle lane in Texas just days after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, she pointed to her pregnant belly and told him her unborn daughter now counts as a person. Batone, who was eight months pregnant when she was pulled over June 29th, says she told him that with everything going on, this counts as a baby. In Texas, the fall of Roe put in motion a trigger law that would ban virtually all abortions, and defines an unborn child as a living human from fertilization to birth. Keith Peters reporting. And finally, talk about a tourist trap. A U.S. tourist fell into the Mount Vesuvius volcano in Italy after taking a forbidden route to its summit just to take a selfie. The 23-year-old had been on a visit to the volcano with relatives on July 9 when the incident occurred. The man lost his balance and fell several feet into the crater after he and his family had taken a route to the summit, which is not permitted for tourists. Mount Vesuvius is an active volcano, towering over the Italian city of Naples. The volcano is famous for its eruption in 79 A.D. 
that killed 16,000 people living in Pompeii. An attempt to take a dramatic selfie at the top of Italy's Mount Vesuvius last weekend sent a tourist from Baltimore, Maryland, sliding into the volcano's crater. Well, the man's phone fell out of his hand, and when he tried to get it, he ended up slipping. Several words in, officials say he was lucky he didn't plunge into the abyss and escaped only with cuts and bruises. Eventually, emergency services rescued the man and treated him for slight injuries. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.